This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Officials say a vehicle pulling a trailer started a fire that has burned 3,500 acres south of Craig. The fire was reported at 445 Saturday on State Highway 287, a couple miles north of Interstate 15 between Craig and Wolf Creek in between Helena and Great Falls. Firefighters worked throughout the day Sunday on securing the line and making sure the fire was contained. As of Sunday night, the fire had officially burned 3,420 acres. It was 80% contained after temporarily shutting down a portion of Interstate 15 and forcing eight residents to evacuate. Those residents were allowed back in their homes Sunday morning. The DNRC said at one time there were as many as 80 fire personnel battling the blaze. By Sunday morning, that had been cut to 25. Two helicopters helped the on-the-ground crews with nearly 30 water drops. Other resources included 14 engines, three water tenders, two road graders, and a bulldozer. Kevin Wright, Special Operations Captain with the Lewis and Clark County Sheriff's Office, said a vehicle with some trailer issues had sparked a fire. Wright said the investigation was ongoing, but the cause was not suspicious. The air was thick with smoke in Craig and Wolf Creek. The Montana Department of Environmental Quality's two closest monitoring stations, Great Falls and Helena, both reported the air as moderate. In Helena, it is unhealthy for some select groups. Other fires northeast of Helena that are still burning include the Ellis Fire, two and a half miles south of Smith River, and the Balsinger Fire, seven miles west of Nyhart. The Ellis Fire has grown to 216 acres. The Balsinger Fire, Balsinger Fire is now 229. Both are 0% contained. Montana's five-member redistricting commission voted Friday to formally adopt criteria to guide its work in establishing lines for the state's new congressional district. A final vote on those criteria, governing exactly how the commission will redraw the state legislative boundaries, was pushed back to July 20th. The districting and apportionment commission's votes came after nearly a full day of debate between Democrats and Republicans, with each side pushing its preferred criteria in the face of strong opposition from the other. In public testimony Thursday afternoon, dozens spoke in favor of criteria that would create competitive districts in which either party could compete. That's advocated by Democrats Joe Lamson and Crenda Miller. Others directed their comments toward a proposal by Republicans Jeff Essman and Dan Stusek to give greater weight to population equity, compactness, and geography, and functional continuity among districts. Commission members largely agreed on several mandatory criteria for redistricting set out in the Montana Constitution and utilized by past redistricting commissions. Those criteria include keeping district populations as equal as possible, 
ensuring districts are compact and contiguous, and protecting minority voter rights through compliance with the Federal Voting Rights Act. Language added to a recent markup in the United States Senate's Surface Transportation Investment Act has brought some hope to passenger rail advocates in Montana that long-abandoned rail service through Livingston, Helena, and beyond could return. Montana Democratic Senator John Tester's amendment passed on a bipartisan vote in June. It appropriates now some $15 million during the course of two years for the U.S. Department of Transportation to study the restoration of regular long-distance intercity passenger rail service with special attention paid to routes that Amtrak operated at its inception in 1971 but has since left behind. The amended bill awaits a hearing before the full Senate. Montana had two major rail lines from 1900 to 1975. One, the Empire Builder, still exists. It connected Haver and Whitefish from Chicago to Seattle and Portland. In the south, operating on a parallel line, was the North Coast Hiawatha. That was the product of lobbying by Democratic Senator Mike Mansfield for the newly created quasi-public passenger rail agency not to discontinue the former Northern Pacific route that had carried travelers through the region for decades. It ended in 1979 when then U.S. Secretary of Transportation Brock Adams cut the line saying it left the government on the hook for $18 million a year and declared it'd be cheaper to buy all the train passengers a $170 plane ticket and two drinks. Northwestern Energy's proposal to build a 175-megawatt power plant fired by natural gas is facing plenty of scrutiny over whether it's the best choice. Several of Montana's major cities, the Montana Consumer Council, and environmental groups are among those asking how Northwestern determined the plant should be part of the utilities plan for new power for its customers. The cities of Bozeman, Missoula, and Helena are weighing in, asking why Northwestern is proposing a fossil fuel plant that will operate for at least 30 years when cheaper, cleaner alternatives will likely be available. Northwestern will be defending its choice before the State Public Service Commission. Northwestern has asked for pre-approval to build the gas fire plant in Laurel by 2024. Pre-approval would allow Northwestern to start charging ratepayers for the facilities even before they're built. Searchers looking for a Montana State University graduate student who disappeared while hiking in the Beartooth Mountains say they do not believe she is still alive. The Billings Gazette reports that the Red Lodge Fire Rescue said in a statement that after nearly a week of intense search, it's unlikely 23-year-old Tatum Morrell is still alive. Quote, it's believed that Tatum had a tragic accident and was unable to activate her in-reach device. That refers to the woman's satellite communicator. Authorities say limited searches will continue for the foreseeable future. A subsidiary of the company that owns the Yellowstone Club 
has purchased an 18,000-acre ranch at the foot of the Crazy Mountains, east of Clyde Park, but says there are no plans to develop or change the property. The Lone Mountain Land Company says it has no plans to develop residential subdivisions or a commercial heliskiing operation on the property. Lone Mountain Land Company will continue to operate the ranch's cow-calf operation and guest ranch. That portion of Park County isn't zoned, so any future development is at the sole discretion of the new owners. The new owner, Cross Harbor Capital Partners, is a Boston-based real estate investment firm that owns the Yellowstone Club. It also owns Moonlight Basin, the Spanish Peaks Mountain Club, and, and Montage Big Sky, an ultra-luxury resort set to open in Big Sky in December. The Crazy Mountain Ranch, known locally as the Marlboro Ranch, was previously owned by the tobacco company Philip Morris. The tobacco company ran it for two decades as a commercial guest ranch for adult smokers. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio Network or KGRTDB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 33 states and provinces in now 22 countries on six continents. We will also post the stories on Facebook on the J. Scott and Treasure State Radio Network pages later this evening. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMR in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.